face. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now this morning we have an unconventional love story for you. A Limerick bus driver turned author married a Texan man while he was and still is in jail. Uh, however, she's saying that the convicted uh, murderer is innocent of all the charges against him and Heike Phelan has since been inspired to write several novels and short stories depicting her unusual love story and Heike's been good enough to come on the line now to tell us all about it. And Good morning to you um, and thank you very much for joining us this morning. Morning, Joe. Thanks for inviting me. So, um, I'm sure... All of our listeners will have the obvious question in mind here, so why don't we start there? How did you meet your husband? It was uh, that was unconventional, to say the least. Um, I'd actually participated in a Christmas card um, thing where you can send cards to incarcerated people, and. Um, and the one of the cards that I sent actually ended up with a friend of mine, now husband, um, and he he never even opened it. And uh, as my husband tells me, he handed it to William and said, oh, I'm, I, I, "I'm not interested in writing anyone overseas," even though that was never the intention. It was just you know to cheer people up in prison at Christmas. And he said, "Oh, I'll have it." And uh, from there, he started writing to me. Were you surprised to get a letter back initially? Extremely. It, I was not expecting it. Um, it was not the intention of it. Um, so I was quite reluctant at the start to write back. It, took, it was several weeks before I actually thought, well, uh, I at least need to write back and say, I'm not interested, but you know, as I sort of reread the letter a couple of times, I was I was quite struck by the honesty of it. You know how he he laid out why he was in prison, um, this, that, and the other, and uh, I thought, well, okay, well, I'll write back, tell him I'm quite happy to write as a friend, but you know, you got to be straight up. I don't want any games. No lying, anything like that. If I get any sense of that, then there'll be no further letters. So, and it just went from there. It went from there, Heike. And, and explain that to me. I, I mean, you obviously started to be um, more intimate in the letters, presumably. Well, I think that, that certainly the first uh, year, 18 months or so, it was letters just on a friendship basis. You know, we got to know each other um, just as as friends because that's all that my intention was. Um but I think till the time I was I was actually struck by how honest he was, you know, it just there was never anything to white, you know, I'm 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 extremely cynical and I would always be looking out for in the letters any hint of deception or, you know, was this some sort of game? Was it trying was it trying to elicit money from me? All these things that you hear about, you know, from these uh, prison relationships and that and but there was never anything. I was never asked for anything. It was just there was always this thank thank you for writing to me. It's just it makes my day. 
and that sort of thing. So, so how you know, did the that, relationship between you, Heike, and William deepen? And at what point did you make the decision that you wanted to go and meet him uh, at the jail? Um, I can't. I can't think that there was a definitive point um, to that. But I, th- I think it was. You know. I think I could tell from the way he was writing, he he was very invested, um, you know. And I just I just said in a letter one day, you know what we've been writing eighteen months. I've not had a holiday for a while. I'll come out and visit. Um, it was it was a bit of a shocking to myself, thinking myself saying that, you know, telling myself that I would do that because then that. You know, opened up all sorts of, oh, my God, just said I'm going to go and visit, you know, um, some someone in a maximum security prison. There's all this razor wire, you know, you hear the stories and everything. Um, and what was that first you know, visit like? It was pretty daunting. It was pretty daunting. I mean, it, it, it's a long journey there, so, you know, you don't, have that much time to think about what you're going to be facing whilst you're travelling. Uh, but, you know, once you drive up to uh, one of these prisons in America, you know, the massive razor wire and serious razor wire, this isn't barbed wire we find around fields, you know, and the big guard towers and officers in there with rifles. And, and, know, and, and had you and William seen any photos of each other? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'd sent me a photo with the very first letter. And uh, I'd, I'd say two or three months before I sent any any uh, photos. So, so, Heike, what was it like then, that first moment you clapped eyes on each other for real? <laughs> I, well, I mean, I don't know about other people, but my fear was, oh, my God, what if he doesn't actually look and sound like the person you know, I've seen in the photos and sort of envisaged in my head. And I, I just remember thinking, oh, my God, thank God he does look like the photos. And, you know, he the way he spoke was exactly the way he spoke in letters and, and, and that. So I was actually extremely relieved because if, it, you know, he hadn't matched what I'd seen on paper and in photos, then that would have been it. You know, because How I often then like did you begin to visit him in jail? Um, first couple of years was probably just um, once, maybe twice, and then sort of built up as uh, work and finances allowed. To um, sort of couple of years after we'd got married, I was visiting three, sometimes four times a year. Right. Um. And Heike, we're talking to Heike Phelan about this amazing story. Um, what are your Limerick links, by the way? Well, my father's Irish. Uh, he's from County Limerick, and, and I'm, I'm living uh, in County Limerick as well. Uh, now, I've been there for the past few years, worked right. for a Limerick tour company. Um, so, because you just said it, I, I mean, I understand for you, it, it's it's so much part of your life now that you're married uh, to William, um, who, who's in jail in the States. But yeah, uh, how did that arise? I mean, did he ask you? Did you discuss it? Um, 
I think he first asked me on, I don't know, was it second or third visit? I mean, we'd, we'd been sort of um, writing and friends um, for a good 18 months, two years before um, he actually um, sort of asked me. I mean, after that first visit, it was more obvious we were actually both more invested than just being friends, you know, and pen pals. Um, so it sort of developed more from that very first visit. Right. Um, and it was three years before we actually got married. Okay. And how do you go about marrying someone who's in prison? Um, it, it was... Uh, Texas at the time was a bit tricky because uh, they didn't actually do um, weddings inside the prison, so you had to do what was called a proxy wedding. So he had to fill the paperwork in. Um, I had to fill the paperwork in. He had to have it notarised in there. And then uh, I went along to the courthouse um, and there's supposed to be a stand-in um, for him and uh, basically then the, the judge just, you know, it's the formalities, fills it all in, issues your marriage certificate, and that was pretty much it. So there was a stand-in? Um, technically, there's supposed to be. He said, do you, he said do, you want to, do you want someone to do it? Do you want the full ceremony and everything? Or shall I just sign, sign all the paperwork and issue your certificate? I said, oh, yeah, no, just, just uh, sign it all off. And so uh, that's what we did. And and after you married William Heike, I mean, were the visits the same? Were you allowed, for example, conjugal visits to the jail? No, there's none of that in Texas. They don't do that at all. In fact, we didn't even have a contact visit, which is, you know, sitting at the same table face to face until we'd been married for a year because he'd actually been in uh, segregation for the previous three years, so it was list, it was non-contact visits, you know, where you see in films you have the um, perspex screen between you and you talk on the phone receiver. And, so and, and, that's, and that's been the situation since you've been married? Pretty much, yes. What's, in William, yeah. what's William specifically in jail for? Um, it, it's a long sentence he has, isn't it? It is. He was uh, he was uh, given uh, seventy five years, which he has to do thirty for a law they have, which is called party to murder. Uh, law of parties, party to murder comes under law of parties. That is that is basically sort of similar to what we would call here accessory. Right. It's an extreme version of it over there. So no matter how tenuous the link to the crime that's been perpetuated, you can be um, sentenced as an equal party. And, and that's one, what he was sentenced for. One of the things you said earlier, Heike, is that uh, you admired his honesty from the very first moment, from the first letters. Um, so yeah. does he admit his guilt or does he say that he's innocent? Oh, no, he's never said innocent. I mean, he just told me what he was in for. He said, you know, he drove he drove with his friends to wherever they were going. His friend got out of the car. He didn't know he had a knife. He'd gone over to uh, talk to somebody, had an altercation, stabbed him, 
and ran back to the car and they drove off. Um, he didn't actually know what had happened until they'd left. Um, but I say because he was with him, he was seemed to be equally responsible, hence the harsh sentence. Right. And had William been in any trouble with the law before that? Oh, yeah, he's, he's had previous convictions and uh, he's, he's been in and out of the system for years, ever since he was put in children's homes as a child and juvenile detention. So, and that no doubt contributed to his uh, long sentence because the guy who actually committed the uh, crime is actually out on parole now. Right. So, Heike, uh, when can William expect to be released? Uh, well, there are quite a few reforms going on, so if, if any of them pass in this next 12 months, then it could potentially be out in the next two years. And if not? If they don't, then he'll have another 10 years. Another 10 years? Yeah. So how do you feel about that, being on the outside looking in? Um, you're, as you say, based in here in County Limerick. Um, can you even get there at the moment because of the situation? And are you prepared to continue to wait? Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, I, I started out uh, this relationship with him on a friendship basis, so it was never intended to go down this path. So, you know, I made, I made the decisions along the way that I did. I married him and everything else. So, you know, you make your choices and you with them, don't you? I mean, as far as visiting is concerned, since COVID started, there's been no visitation at all, and it doesn't look like it'll be starting up again in the near future. I can, I, I doubt it will be opened up for another six to nine months at the earliest, because COVID is out of control over there, and certainly um, in the prison. And, and how do your family and friends feel about this marriage? Uh, well, um, you could probably imagine they weren't best pleased, but it's just not something that gets talked about. You know, we all have our own lives and we get on with them and it doesn't really come into uh, conversation. Do you so, have any fears that William comes out, you know, maybe before the 10 years, maybe after the 10 years, that the two of you, when it might become a more conventional marriage, let's say, might discover you're not compatible? That's not a fear I have. I mean, it, it is something we talk about a lot and, you know, expectations, this, that and the other. But, I mean, I don't think that's um, any more unrealistic than any other couple, you know, who might have the same same uh, concerns. So, no, not at all, not in, not in that sense. And would you see yourself moving to live with him in the States um, or he may be moving here to Limerick? No, I, well, I wouldn't move to the States, and particularly not Texas. It's, I couldn't cope with the heat, you know. Uh, we're not designed for that sort of heat. Are we from Europe? Um, I, I, I would, and, and he would be happy to move over to uh, Europe, whether it's Ireland or somewhere else in Europe, when the time comes. Um, and so, would he have difficulty, that. though? I mean, clearly, not being an EU citizen... Um, uh, and obviously, with uh, a criminal record, 
managing to be allowed to settle in Limerick or Ireland or other part of Europe or the UK? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I, th- I think that the, it might be a case of having to go down the legal route with that, but it's not something I'm too concerned with at the minute. You know, I have too many other things I have to deal with, having to deal with the Texas uh, uh, Department of Criminal Justice, you know, with the, the constant medical neglect and the, the way they carry on, you know. It's... Uh, I spend half my time on the phone emailing or phoning them to say, why hasn't this happened? Why hasn't that happened? This, you know, you've been, this is neglectful or you're not doing what you're supposed to. These are your rules. Why haven't you followed them? You know, and that's actually one of the reasons I actually wrote the books um, because I was just so appalled at the utter shambolic system that they have. You know, they make the rules up as they go along. The the sheer neglect, particularly from the medical point of view, and William does have um, a few um, health issues, um, some of which have been caused and made worse by the Mm. medical neglect there in the system. That Um, I thought I've got to write uh, these books just to, you know, let the world know what actually happens in there, you know. Not the sanitised versions you see on the programme. And and Heike, I mean, one other question. Um, Obviously, you know how you feel uh, and and you love William. Are you certain that he loves you? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's never even crossed my mind that he doesn't. I mean, everything... Everything he says, does, or, you know, is about me. It's, and, and, and like I say, this is this is this is a big part of um, you know one communication, talking everything out. But you know, when when you write letters, not many people get proper personal letters these days. But when you get letters over a sustained period of time, you actually get to know somebody very well. Their intentions, the motivations, what drives them, you know, and. Right. The the fact he loves me is never ever question. And 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 it's a sacrifice that you are obviously prepared to make so far, and you are prepared to continue to make for ten years or more. Well, the thing is, I don't see it as a sacrifice. It's a choice I've made. You know, and this is our relationship now. In the future, hopefully, in sooner rather than later the nature of the relationship will change when he gets out. But I certainly don't see it as a sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, you mentioned you uh, work um, uh, with a, a tour company, um, but clearly your your work is, I presume, dried up as well at the moment, has it? Oh, we haven't been able to work since mid-March and we don't know when we'll be able to get back to work, you know, because we do, we, we work with incoming tourists, you know, as as a coach drive, you know, I work with predominantly German groups going all around Ireland. And uh, until travel opens up again, until everyone across Europe's vaccinated and Europe's on the same page with travel, then I don't see how we can get back to work. So, I mean, who knows when that will be. Yeah. Well, listen, it's a truly phenomenal love story. 
thank you very much for talking to us about it um, this morning. And uh, as you say, I hope uh, that you and others in the tourism trade can get back to work as well um, soon. But we really do appreciate your time, Heike. No problem. Thanks for inviting me, Joe. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Uh, that's Thank you. That's a high feeling there with her remarkable story. Call Limerick today now on 461995.